Welcome to the Mixed Movement, where we speak candidly about the uncommon commonalities that people of mixed race face in our world today. Here, we listen, share, learn, and acknowledge that through our stories, we are all connected. We are your hosts, me, Chris, and Rachel Go. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mixed Movement podcast. Yay! We're here. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about our stories, how we know each other, our family dynamics. We are siblings, Nate and Christine and I, and we have the same dad. Nate and Christine have the same mom and dad, and we're raised together and I have a different mom, and I was raised with my mom. There also is a 10-year age difference between Christine and Nate and I, and Nate and I are four months apart in age. So that being said, our lives, although we are family, we've led very different lives. Our upbringing has been extremely unique. So Chris, I'm going to ask you, what was unique about your upbringing? Where I grew up, it was predominantly black. My mom was very active uh, in my life. She would always go to the school. She would pick up the report cards. She was just, she was great. She was great. Um, but what she didn't know is that any time that she showed up to school plays, that proud mom in the front seat, Everyone knew that that was my mom. The only other white people there were the teachers. So because I grew up in that neighborhood with basically just African-Americans, other than one other mixed family down the street that, of course, everyone thinks every mixed person is related to all the other mixed people. <laughs> so they thought we were all family, which is which was cool. Um, but... We were, we were picked on. I was definitely picked on every time my mom did what she was supposed to do as a mom, what you want your mom to do, which is come to the school plays and watch you and you, you, you standing on stage and you want to see your mother or your father, you know. Um, and our father wasn't really around a lot because he drove uh, cross country truck driving, so he wasn't really there. So she was, she was the parent. Um, so anytime she would come, my classmates would see that she was there after the play and everybody, you know, the parents went home. Then they would pick with me. They would call me white girl. And um, to be in a black neighborhood, to be called a white girl is not a compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a way of letting you know that you do not belong here. You are not like us. Uh, all the children were like that. I had uh, an amazing best friend. I had some other good friends. But the majority of the children, they, they were cruel. They were cruel, so. Wow. Kids can be harsh. Let's talk about how okay. your childhood, your younger years were, were complicated being um, biracial. I think my earliest memory of realizing that I was in this situation <laughs> that I was born <laughs> into, thanks mom and dad, yeah. um, <laughs> It was. It had to do with my mom. Um, so I do know, you know, from what my mom told me, because I hadn't been born yet. Key factor. <laughs> that's why. That's yeah. the only reason. Really or I would remember. That's yeah, that's why. true. But, that's so. true. 
I know that she met dad in high school. Mm -hmm. I know that she had to sneak on dates with him because her really? parents were prejudiced. Very. So, the man who ends up being my godfather, I love him, Michael, he would go and pick my mom up because he was white. So, he <gasps> would pick my mom up gotcha. and take her to where my dad was. Or, like, they would meet in the wow. cars. And, and then they would go out on a date. And then when the date was over, then he would, he would drop her off. She told me one time they wanted to meet dad which could meet dad because they were i mean you keep going out to the car he needs to come here so oh, so, oh wow yeah so that that's awesome that's, so that's crazy so then he was awkward you know, for real <laughs> yeah. so um my mom got pregnant with me and um it came down to telling her parents you know that my father was black so she told me that she went, she told them she had a friend with her who was with her. And when she told them that she was pregnant and she was in high school, so she was 18, and my father was black, and they disowned her immediately. Completely. What? Yep. Yeah. They disowned her immediately. They were like, okay, you can get your stuff, you can go. Oh, this, my God. We don't, we don't do this, anymore. basically. This you don't live here anymore. Yeah. This is it. So uh, she left. Now, I know my mom told me that it was her dad who was very, like, this is it, done, we're done, Against. whatever. Yeah. And But her mom, she still was in contact with her from time to time uh, through the phone. She wasn't allowed back at the house anymore or anything like that. Did your mom's dad know? Or your mom's mom kept it a secret that she was contacting? Oh, definitely a secret. Yeah. That was wow. yeah, definitely a secret. So um, every year for Christmas Eve, my mother would go to Yorktown Mall. Mm -hmm. She would take me with, and she would get her mother this. It was a lotion that she liked, but they met there once a year. So they saw each other once a year, Christmas Eve, to exchange gifts or whatever. My mom always brought me with. And I remember the one year we went, and we were in the mall. We were sitting there, and... Her, her mom never acknowledged my existence when I was there. Whoa. Never. Um, it was like I, didn't, I wasn't sitting right there. She never said anything. Um, I just sat by my mom. And I remember, and I couldn't have been no older than like four or five, but I'll never forget this. She told my mom that I was getting too old to come with her to meet. And I may now recognize her on the street. So not to bring me with no. anymore. And my mom said, well, I guess this is the last time we're going to meet them. Wow. And my mom took my hand. And I remember I, my mom was so upset. I think that was my first lesson also of what being a mother is and what being a mother isn't. Yeah. yeah. Her mom was not a mom. Mm -hmm. She was in my mind. She that's just you I just don't understand. But my mother was really upset. I knew she was upset, but I understood, even that young, what she had done. Mm -hmm. And it hurt her. Mm -hmm. So I remember she took my hand. I remember she was holding my hand so tight. She was so upset, but she didn't realize that I remember getting in the car. I remember her crying all the way home and then just going in her room and just shutting the door. I remember that. So 
that is the first memory that I have of, you know, really knowing, okay, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You're different. Like, her mom doesn't even want to see her because yeah. of me, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so that was the first situation I had been in where I was like, wow, I'm here. Why? You know. Mm. That's heavy. So. That's, that's, a, that's a lot for a little that person. What about you, Nate? Did you did you feel at any moment in your in your childhood that you were different or that you didn't feel like you belonged? The only time I really remember anything standing out being different is I was probably seven or eight years old and I had a friend who lived on the other block and I remember he was having like a big barbecue was on a Saturday and he had all his family over and we would play all the time. I mean, every day he would always come by my house or we would go to the park. I never really went to his house. And then he was having a party on a Saturday, went there and his mom came to the gate cause I was knocking for him. And she said, you can't come here. And I didn't understand why. And she said, you're not black enough. It was because it was what? the color of my skin. It was just, I was light. Mm-mm-mm. I was real light. I was light complexed. And how old were um, you? Probably seven or eight. I was young and Whoa. I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, it didn't hit me that hard at the time until I went home and I, I sat with it and I told my mom that my friend's mom said I couldn't play with him because, because of my skin color. That was really the only time I guess I was rejected, singled out. Yeah. I didn't belong. That was really the only experience, because other than that, I mean, I, I got along with everyone for the most part, and, yeah. you know, sleepovers, and, and that was mm-hmm. all fine. I played sports. It was fine. But that was really the only time when I was really young, I guess, the first time I've experienced it. So, yeah. and it was, yeah. That's pretty, that that's, that's oh pretty God. big, though, yeah. especially to just be, to be turned away from your friendship mm-hmm. yeah, by just... the color of your skin. My upbringing was very complicated from the beginning without me really being aware. I didn't know that anything was different because my mom told me at a very young age, myself and my my half-sister, I was probably about three. She pulled us to the side, sat us down, and said, I just want you to, to know that you have... You have different dads. And my sister, who's just about two and a half years older than me, thought about it. And I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know how to comprehend it. I looked at her, and she thought about it, and she just said, does that mean that we're still sisters? And my mom said, of course it does. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not all of the story. That's not all of the details, but she told us at a... At a great age where we didn't have questions Mm -hmm. but the full story is my mom who is of eastern european descent was married at the time i was conceived to a man of similar background so both parents both my mom and my dad are caucasian and my mom had had an affair with our dad Mm -hmm. who is african-american descent And that really didn't impact us at that moment. It wasn't until I got older and went to school that I was asked how I was related to my own family. 
And mind you, I do have to point out, my mom really didn't allow much of a relationship with our biological father. So I, I, was, mm-hmm. I didn't know very much about my history there, mm-hmm. my background, my ethnicity. And I think what was very confusing was I saw you guys periodically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't phone calls. It wasn't structured. When my mom and her husband were divorced, he paid child support for me. He saw me every other weekend with my sister, took me to the daddy-daughter dances, which I feel so insanely blessed and so loved uh, because he didn't have to, right. but he chose to, and he he was all in. But seeing you guys growing up it was not structured. So I remember one weekend in particular, I'd, I came home after the weekend of being at my dad's house, and you guys were there. And so I went from one dad to this dad, though I'd, uh, hi, my mom didn't really tell me, you guys were just there, so it was a really, I actually remember walking through the front door, my mom saying you were, you were here, and my sister going upstairs to her bedroom. So it was like mm-hmm. a complete drop, mm-hmm. um, and a, a shifting of gears, and that was, that was really strange, it was hard to navigate, especially because I was very much alone, I felt very alone. Um, and then going into school and being asked, how are you? That's not your sister. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not your how sister. You how she's, she's got light skin, dark hair. How are you related? Are you adopted? I got mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm. Are you adopted? You have to be. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of, of almost every school year, I would have to draw a family tree and explain how I was related to my own family. Mm. And especially looking at family photos of either family that I, that is my family, um, my mom's, my dad's, looking at these large group photos with aunts and uncles and cousins, and I'm literally the black sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't look like anybody in my family. Yeah. But I knew about our dad, mm-hmm. and I knew about you guys, but I wasn't allowed yeah. To, to get the relationship, have the relationship that I wanted. So yeah. it was... That's difficult. It was tricky. It was yeah. tricky. Teenage years were very challenging for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd say teenage years are tough. I mean, people can be cruel and... I don't think that most people try to be cruel. I think mm-hmm. for the most part, m- most people, mm-hmm. their intentions are, are pure. They're... They're curious, then they want to gain knowledge, so they ask questions. They don't understand, you know, how it affects us. Yeah, I I think I find that with adults, that's true. But with children, I think children learn from their households. Yeah. And they learn that prejudice, and because they learned it from their parents, they feel like it's okay to say all those things right. when they get to school, mm-hmm. right. you know, because they won't get in trouble, right. basically. Right. Uh, at least not with their parents. Um, but you know, we we grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, and children were cruel. They were very cruel. Uh, everyone knew who my mom was, you know, because she was awesome. She comes to the plays and watch me. She's in the very front row, and and then after that, I you know, I'd be called a white girl, which is not a compliment in a black neighborhood to be called a white girl. Yeah. It's just a singling out of 
you're not like us, you know, you don't belong here. I had, I did have some good friends that were not like that at all, but there were not very many. And, um, and kids were really cruel. And that, I think grammar school was the hardest for me. Mm. Um, that was the hardest. High school, I was just kind of a loner. I, I got tired of trying to, to be, to fit in somewhere. Yeah. I, at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't even want to fit in. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with everybody. This is ridiculous. And then there were, well, the high school, it's bigger. There is more of a mix. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't as much of that because there was like only a handful of, uh, biracial children in our school one live right down the street of course and all mixed people are related of so, course we are <laughs> wow isn't that awesome yep yeah so you who know, knew i i knew <laughs> the family grew up with the family everyone thought i was their sister and i was like mm-hmm. okay cool you know mm-hmm. I, have another, there, I have another family I have a whole another family on the next block <laughs> so, so whatever i don't care what y'all say to me you can call me white girl if you want to but i'm going right down the street to my other fake siblings because we all look alike I'm going to spend time there, so I feel like I belong. But uh, grammar school is definitely really hard for me. Um, And I think I I love that my mom was there, but she had no idea. And I never told her. She had no idea that every time she was the supportive mother that she was supposed to be, that I was, like, chastised by the students there, you know. Um, Wow. Yeah. But how? I mean, how could you? How could a, you know, eight-year-old articulate that to their yeah. parent who's yeah. doing what other parents and she, and she's so are happy. doing? She's, she's so happy. Doing it. She's got yeah. a huge smile on her face. She's in the front row because, you know, she's going to be first. Yes. And cause she, so she could see me because our dad was a cross-country truck driver, yeah. so he wasn't really there. She was the everything yeah. at that she point. She did all of it. She did. She did all of it, and she did, she did her best. She... You know, and it's like, it's so sad that someone that worked that hard to be that great mom didn't get the, she didn't get up the accolades that she should have. You know, she didn't have other parents that were friends with her. She didn't. She she didn't? didn't, No, she didn't have that at all. She was a loner. Nope. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She felt very long. I would say, um, I ran into it. I didn't really, let's see here, going probably 11 or 12, when I moved, that's when I noticed the biggest difference. Um, moved from from, from from a predominantly black neighborhood to a predominantly white neighborhood. That's where it was, I mean, I guess it was a, like a culture shock for me. Yeah. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't used to it, and it's also being accepted by everyone, because, I mean, I, I spoke different from everyone, I... I thought I was a badass. No joke, I did. I, yeah, I mean, I was in a gang, and you think you have all these things to prove, and that's when, like I said, that's when I realized, after getting into these fights and thinking I had to prove all this stuff to people, after doing that for a year, year and a half, however long it was, um, when I, I learned to to drop the guard... And trying to prove myself, that's when I, I just, life got much better, much easier. I didn't, I got along with everyone. There Did wasn't, you, were you, sorry to interrupt, no, were you still in a gang when you moved? Or yeah, did when I you, moved there, I was still in the gang. How did you exit? That's was, my, was that? Not easy. It's a, you know, when you're in a gang and 
Um, basically, I'll tell. I'll be quick with that story. Um, and you don't have to share the details at all. It just... Yeah, it's just. I mean, it'll be quick. But like I said, it's the getting out of the gang. Right. Basically, you have to get beat up by okay. your the gang members that the yeah. people that you're in the gang with. You yeah. Know? So basically, your so you, friends. Yeah. You're... So they jump. They <laughs> jump you out. They That's jump crazy. you out. They jump That's you exactly. Out. But you yeah. made that choice because you recognized. Yeah. That I. I I was going nowhere with it. And yeah. like I said, it was the, you know, I'm in this gang, I fight this gang, and then I call my gang members, they come to this city, they have a fight, and it just, it kept going on yeah. and on and on. And then I got, I mean, I got beat up real bad. I got jumped real bad, like horrible. Blood, it was a mess. And after that, you know, I, I just said, I can't do this yeah. anymore. I, I couldn't. So once... I realized that, and I got well enough to get beat up again to get out of the gang. Fun stuff. Um, yeah, it's great times, yeah. So <laughs> then I got out, and that's like that's when it really shifted. I, yeah. You know, everyone realized I wasn't in the gang anymore. Yeah. I didn't have anything I had to prove. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I, I, I got into sports, and I started playing with I mean when you when you're on a team you play with there's all different kinds of races. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where the wall started to come down and realize this is this is the way I'd like it to be. I would like yeah. to get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just there is no singling out and um yeah that was Hi, I'm Rachel Go. It is my mission in life to help people like you learn to love every aspect of themselves in order to attain the life of their dreams. If you are ready to live a life free of fears and land that dream job or go travel the world or whatever your dreams may be, message me at coachrachelgo at gmail.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-R-A-C-H-A-E-L-G-O at gmail.com. Or find me on Instagram at liveempowerednow. There is nothing more powerful than loving the person you see in the mirror every day. Because courage starts within. I I find it pretty interesting that you had to make that shift at that age and you you saw it i mean yeah it took a while got beat into me uh, yeah but, but i figured but, it out yeah but you figured it out i feel like that probably has helped you become more more well-rounded just overall in your life yeah it has. especially at that age it definitely has you were faced with a choice that you and you recognize things on independently mm-hmm. like i can't continue down this mm-hmm. path here anymore. Yeah, this does not serve me. It I doesn't serve me. Or anyone around me. It was just, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. I know I know in school, <clears throat> I'll never forget, her name is Miss Ivory. And Miss Ivory knew that I was getting picked on. And what I didn't know is Miss Ivory was also multiracial. Really? I did not know that. Because, I, I mean, all of those concepts, yeah. she, didn't look, she didn't look like me. I mean, yeah. 
and most people know there are mixed people that look different. Some are right. darker, some. And I just thought she was light skinned and black. Right. And I didn't take into account oh her hair texture. I mean, right. Because who does? Yeah. At that age, you're little. But I remember, I was a good student. I always turned in everything, and I remember her looking so angry one day, and she was like, "Come in the hallway with me." And I'm thinking, "What did I do? Like I haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah. I'm never getting in trouble, right?" Yeah. So she, I went out in the hallway. And she, I was, she scared the bejesus out of me. Hmm. She grabbed my arm and she was like, let me tell you something. She was like, you are black. Hmm. She was like, I don't care what anyone else says. You are black. If you have one eighth black blood in you, you are black. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And she said, if you take chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream and you mix it together, you're going to taste more of the chocolate than you do the vanilla. And I was like, okay. I like, I like, I like, I like vanilla and yeah. chocolate. Okay. Yeah. It's chocolate. You know, but it wasn't until I got older that I understood that she was probably remembering the situation I was in from her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And it made her angry. Yeah. And she was also um, trying to shake into me. You know, some type of confidence. Yeah. Even though she scared the crap out yeah. of me. She, <laughs> but that was where she, were, she her drove home, home. Her message. Oh my. Yeah. And, and to this day, yeah. still now, I remember. I remember. Yeah. So it, what she did worked. Um, her intentions were good. They right? were, and yeah. she was. I mean, after that, I just anytime somebody was <clears throat> picking on me, I never said anything, but I just kind of look at her. She. She had eyes in the back of her head. She knew everything. <laughs> she did, and but I knew amazing. I had somebody there yeah that was looking out for me mm-hmm. yeah and i think she was she, was she sixth or seventh grade teacher i don't remember i mean better late than never right, but right. even after you know i was out of her class i could i always would go and be like can i help you you know after Absolutely. school and stuff yeah. but she was that didn't stop when i left her do you class. do you feel like that sunk in to like early uh yeah Definitely. Early enough to, mm-hmm. did you remember fear, and fear did you understand that, that, like, I'm black? Enough mm. enough with... I, you know what? I was so scared to not agree. Not, not, ble- you know, not be black? Not, to not be black, you know. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I've heard, like, I, I heard people, you know, from... You know, my dad's side of the family, because my mother doesn't have a side of the family. Yeah, we that's, know. That's right. Yeah. She, she is, yeah. she was actually adopted by these prejudiced people. Mm-hmm. And, um... So she didn't have siblings. She didn't have siblings. So there was only one side. Yeah. There was no other side. Um, She did have a a best friend uh, named Trina, and Trina had biracial children as well. So it's like we just got these little clicks going on around here. But so I was never introduced to, you know, that side really. You know, other than... You know, in school, I had a couple friends, and when I started working, you know, I had coworkers, mm-hmm. and and then, and that was just that all of those were lessons. There are yeah. so many stories, and I'm like, I'm gonna stand on what Miss Ivory told me because Miss Ivory is scary, and, <laughs> and she was serious. and she was serious, <laughs> and I and I love her for it. I yeah. love her for doing that, and. She did. She drove it home. I, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. Uh, it does get complicated then because it's like, okay, I feel bad now. Yeah. What about my mom? You know, mm. does that mean that I'm mm. saying that 
you know, my mom isn't a factor in my life. I'm not saying that, but that's that's a lot to navigate. Try lots to like try to unpack yeah. when, when you're eight, yeah, nine. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yes. That's pretty confusing. Yeah, it is. Especially I'm, to have somebody that you trust, like flat out tell, tell you me. Like, very oh. directly. Yeah, yeah, definitely the importance of it. Yeah. Um. I want. I would like to ask if you guys had any any definitive moments in your life. I you. I mean that one. I think That's is definitely. yours. That's definitely one. It's yeah. is yours. Did Did you Nate have a moment in your life that your race was seriously? It affected you. Your the not even your race. The color of your skin. Mm-hmm. The way you talked. The way. Did you get questioned? I mean, I got questioned often. I mean, most people just come up to me and start speaking Spanish. <sighs> yep, that oh, happens yeah. think, all um, the time. And then think, you know, yep. how dare I not speak my native tongue? You know, like, but that that I ran into quite a bit. I had a man come up to me and start speaking Spanish to me. And... He just looked at me after me not saying anything. He said, you stupid Mexican, you don't even speak your own language. And then, <laughs> and I, was, and I wow. just shook my I wish I would have said, like, adios. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> oh my like, gosh. that would have been great. But, you know, like, that's, and that happens all the time. So, yeah, the one thing you get is, you know, like, what are you? Mm-hmm. Um, always mistaken for something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not Spanish, it's, uh, Arabian, uh, Indian, like yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican, yeah, oh, yeah, everything. So that yeah. that constantly happens. Um, was there was there one moment in particular growing growing up, or even young adult? Because you and I were raised in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Nate and I are four months apart in age, mm-hmm. so even though we were geographically not that far we were still separated mm-hmm. yes um so same era same time frame and honestly back then i don't think that we met very many biracial or multicultural no, individuals right i i i remember hearing oh oh you're you're mixed you're mulatto yeah i oh, mulatto i remember mulatto um, I have a cousin whose uncle's kids are yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, we do exist. But there, yeah. there, was, yeah. there was, like, no community. There's no way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I feel like a unicorn. How do how do I go to the land of my people? Right, right. <laughs> For me, especially because I, I didn't look like I belonged to my family. Yeah, but you're right. You know, there weren't that many mixed pe- kids when we were growing up as no. a kid. I mean, when I was in high school, that's when I ran into more of my kind, I guess. Um, you found your tribe. Yeah, I found my tribe, yeah. <laughs> you just look and you just give each other a head nod. Like, just a little nod. You just know. We know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the, the only time I, re- I, mean, I ran into it then. And, of course, the older you get and you can, kind of, you can almost you find little pockets of yeah. you know, mixed people everywhere, you know. Yeah. I don't have anything that really stands out. That's good. I guess, I mean, there's one thing, too, that I've always, I've never, I've never picked a side. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. black or white. It's always been mixed for me. It's all, I've always said I was mixed. I've always 
So what question do you, what, what box do you check oh, when gosh. filling out forms? <laughs> I just make a line down of all of them. <laughs> You're right. And then, I am and then all add ethnicities. He just other. shade half the box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you... No, but really, actually, I'm, no, I'm honestly, curious. Every time you, I, what I've box always, do you check? I've always put, like, there's white Caucasian, black African-American, other... Like, I those three. Yeah, I could, yeah me too. I would always put those. I've checked all three. All the time. What if you can only pick one? I always put other. Yeah. Me too. It's easier. I know? do too. Easier to I do, I like, do mind remember. your own business. <laughs> what does it matter? I remember once when I was filling out matter. a job application. Oh, gosh. It was, I can't remember where the place was. Um, it's probably best that I don't remember the name of the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I put, I put mixed on there, and I probably shouldn't have. I was just... Why I just not? put that on there, yeah. and then they said, this is unacceptable. I go, oh, my God. This I'm just, unacceptable? Course, that was, like, my thought. What? I was like, oh, I'm, this is, I am mixed, you know, because you had to pick one, you, to, you know, and uh, yep. I just, other, and they wouldn't, ex- I mean, they just wouldn't accept the, the whole mix, so. Mm, um, that actually is pretty definitive. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty big. So. That it came back as, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. I'd like mean, to, I'd like I'm, you to remember the I name of that company. I won't. Because, <laughs> uh, really? It's not share. nice. I won't oh do that. Oh, my God. Um, but that was a long time ago, too. So, I hope they've changed. <laughs> I hope they changed. <laughs> you know? They have accepted. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, can I share a crazy story? Please do. Uh, one that... Man, I, it hit me back then, but it really, and I, I definitely tried to bury it and, and not think about it while I was, while I proceeded to grow up. Uh, but my family, which was my mom and my stepdad, who is also Caucasian, um, took all the kids. So in my, my family unit, it was my mom, my stepdad, my sister, my half sister, who's older than me, and then my stepdad's three children. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Mexico, which was extremely exciting. Mm-hmm. I was twelve. I was twelve or thirteen at the time, and everybody else is very Caucasian, mm-hmm. and I tan really well. <laughs> and so I think day. Two or three, uh, probably day three of our trip, we decided to go into town. We stayed near Playa del Carmen, and um, we we went into town. And I remember my stepsisters and I were so excited to go get our hair braided. And I remember, I remember what I wore. I wore this this brown and tan knit vest. It looked very, you know, very culturally appropriate to be in Mexico and I was so excited about it so I wore that downtown we got our hair braided and then we went out to lunch and we I mean we're a large group there's seven of us and we walked in we're like oh you know we're here for lunch okay how many's in your party okay seven all right we will let's we will get a table ready for you we'll be right back and there were two hosts at the host station And one brought us back to our table when we were ready. And I was last in line. And the second host stopped me and asked me, I'm sorry, why are you here? What can I help you with? Mm -hmm. 
Excuse me. Oh you don't match party, these ones. Pardon me. What yeah. can I help you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. I just looked at him and I was like, whoa. I was I was shocked, but I just I was like, that's that's my that's family. My family. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, wow. So oh my God. It's yeah. fine. Nothing happened. And I don't think I told anybody in my that's family. A, that's what no. I was going to ask. Did you nope, tell them? Not a word. No. Oh, my God. I just, I was a little shaken. I was last at the oh, table. I sure. sat down. I didn't say anything. No. And just bury it. That's horrible. So it's, I felt like a lot of it was the world. <laughs> I was cool with my it life, is. but the world was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Oh, my God. Okay, so I want to know the name of the company. Nope. With that, and I'd like to know the name of the hostess or host and the restaurant. I know the name of the restaurant. I need to know that. This is, nope. I remember. You know, I remember I'm relieving the, the past and the past. I don't know. I think <laughs> I need Staying some, in the present. I need some That's healing. Why it's called a present. It's I need a present. some healing for you guys. I need nope. to do something. This is healing. Okay. Well, this is healing. Oh my this, God. Is healing. this is our, our therapy. This oh is good. Unreal. What is a common question that you've been asked pertaining to your background even if people didn't know that that's what they were asking you Mm, well I mean there's quite a few and I like to throw a little confusion in there it's Uh, always the best now the best part so yeah yeah, I I do I have gotten even the other day while we were out I got the can I touch your hair yeah yeah. that's awesome because I I don't know can I touch your hair? Yeah. Why Let me you touch, your, touch your, hair. your hair. Like, yeah. that's, I, it's not, this is just not a, oh, wow, nice to meet you. Can I touch your hair? Like, that doesn't yeah. happen to everybody. That's not a normal. No. It's absolutely not normal. <laughs> no, it's not. And But the, the thing is, I think when you run across that, because we run across it so much, it's it gets to be a little irritating. But then we have to remember, they're not asking because they're being rude. They, they don't realize they're being rude. Yeah. They're, just they're just interested. Curious. They're like, this is different. There is, there is a lot of curiosity. There is. And and so, and I don't blame them for that. Um, I've had people definitely overstep boundaries. At least at least these people asked. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I got people that don't ask. Really? And they just yeah, come they and just they just touch. They touch. They just touch. That's, yep. That's or, oh, I, oh, I like cool. your shirt. Or I like your... Whoa! Whoa. Wait a minute. I mean, I'm... Personal Obviously, I'm super approachable if yeah. you just come and start feeling okay. on my head yeah. and touching my clothes. But ugh. That's a compliment because I've been told that I have RBF real bad sometimes. Really? That I'm not approachable. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Oh so, I'm, yeah. I'm, so good. Maybe good you, you need to teach me some things. No, so I don't think that's, my where hair. I, that's not where I mm. want to live. Mm. <laughs> I don't get the hair question anymore. You know, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Nobody's that's asked so you. Nobody's asked you. Nobody's asked me about for a few years now, oh. no one's asked me about my hair. I don't understand why that's that is. Weird. Um, I wear hats all the time. That's why. Uh, that's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's it. Yeah. Baldy. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I've I've been asked that. That's that's a common question. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, especially it was definitely younger years. Eighties, nineties. I got oh. You're half black. I bet your skin is your skin ashy. Oh Ooh. my god! Well, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ma, do I have ashy skin? 
I don't know what that means either. It's, like, it's definitely. Like, <laughs> there wasn't Google back then. Either. No, there was no Google. <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, oh my there gosh. there are. What are some other ones? There's all kinds of. I mean, like, gosh. what kind of food do you like to eat? Oh my gosh. Uh. We're going to go for the food. We're going. Yeah. We, we're, we're having fried chicken tonight. I, I know you want to come. Do Next you? thing you know, you're going to be like, hey, we got watermelon over here. <laughs> I know you like. I know you need that. It's so funny. I didn't get asked. I that was not something until older Mm. in life, Mm. um, or later in life. Older in life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I got asked. I was raised Irish, German, so that really wasn't that That really wasn't a common one growing up. Not until early twenties and beyond. And beyond. You know the funny thing is that, like, we didn't really have a lot of fried chicken in the house. Dad, <laughs> I don't know. Dad, um, did you actually? This is a question that I've not asked it because, because. Okay. <laughs> did you eat primarily, like, what what were the foods that you right. ate? Yeah, was well, it meat and that's, potatoes. That's the thing. Was um, it kielbasa? Mom made most of the meals except yep. for, like, Dad liked to cook. He liked to watch mm-hmm. the cooking shows. He recorded them on v- VHS, on VHS. Oh, while he no was way. gone because he he enjoyed he liked cooking. He mm-hmm. was all about the spices. Yeah. And I remember on Thursdays he would always make something special for um himself and mom. We never wanted that. We didn't want that stuff he was making. I yeah. mean, he come in here with like what swordfish oh and all I, we were like uh fish no, sticks hard, are fine for us no 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 yeah. so like we didn't even we had anything that was on tv that that they made that's what we ate and it wasn't normal stuff mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, i mean we had we had I didn't, I didn't even know there was a difference of food until i got older i'm like well, we yeah we ate meatloaf we ate you know, we had greens. We had chicken fricassee. That was her. Um, <laughs> yeah, fricassee. We had noodle stroking off, oh, which I always call noodle stroking off. Cause oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, because I don't I know. Now they should not have put the name so close. I like, why would you do that? I would say I've never thought that until now. <laughs> But now I, world every time I do, you're welcome. Thank LNSD. You. You're welcome. <laughs> Learn something new Learn something every, every day. day. Yeah. Oh, sorry, and that's I never it. That. I never yeah. had that. But I, but I will tell you, um, grandma could cook. Now, grandma, food from heaven. So, but they moved to Texas when we were really young. So I guess my experiences with, uh, like soul food kind of mm. went to Texas. So I've yeah. never really had that. Uh, speaking of memorable experiences, like we were, I didn't realize these things until I grew up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and it's funny how you remember the situations, but don't think they have big meanings until mm-hmm. until you're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So so our grandparents lived in Texas, and we would go there in the summertime uh, for uh, not the whole summer, but most of the summer. 
we would go down there, and I remember, Nate, you didn't go down there at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you were born yet. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry. You sorry. didn't exist. You, you, right. you weren't even answering your daddy's pants. That's completely fine. We're not <laughs> so, even going to go there. So, so did moving. briefly. Yep. Not even a twinkle in mom's eye. Oh, it touched down, it no, lift no, off. No. So, <laughs> So me and Aaron, we we were we would go down there to visit. Uh, we we take a plane there, and then our grandparents would always drive us back to Chicago. Now, I knew like the night before they got ready to leave. Grandma, oh my gosh, she made so much food. She made fried chicken. She made sausage biscuits. She made, I mean everything, and she packed the car up. You know, so anytime we got hungry. They just went around to the trunk, went in the cooler, and yeah. we ate, and we ate good. Yeah. But we never, the only time we stopped was to get gas, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. There was no reason yeah. to stop in any restaurants along the way um, to get food. It wasn't until I got older that I realized it wasn't to save money. It was because you don't want to drive through a bunch of southern states with kids that look like they're white mm. in your back seat, an older black couple. Yeah. It's not safe. Whoa. Yeah, so I was like, I never knew that until I got older, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it had a whole different meaning. Yeah. That's crazy. I was like, I'm excited. Have... Grandma's going to cook, but it's really, Grandma's Just... trying to save all of our lives. Yeah. Yep. So Keep that is why she Keep did you out of trouble. That's yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's my God. That's like, you that's about like risking your life it is. just to drive Just your grandkids drive. back home, you know, yeah. and they did that. Like, every summer, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's crazy insane. now. But they had a book called The Green Book. Mm-hmm. It's not in existence now, and I was telling my grandson about it because he heard there's actually a, a movie or something about it, but there was actually a publication for African Americans, which they called Negro back then, that was Safe Passage. It was like a map of every state. These are the, the African American-friendly restaurants, gas stations what? you can stop to, ho- hotels, Wow. And they updated this publication every year wow. for them, you know. And it's funny because I, I told my grandson about it, and he was like, why did they stop? Well, good point. Well, yeah. Because there's still stuff like that that goes, I didn't it even think exist. about that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, those those things were real. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary. Like, you can't, we couldn't even, our, our grandparents, I mean, they, they did it. They did it every year. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's insane yeah. to think that. You wouldn't be safe just driving with your grandkids. Yeah, I can't imagine that you know? these days. Like, it not I being mean, safe to drive somewhere with your grandkids like because of yeah. the color of your skin and, or the color of their skin. I feel, like, it, I feel yeah. like in certain parts of the country and maybe even certain parts of the world, that is a concern. It is. It is. Yeah. I feel it like is. I get you. Yeah. It is. But it's not as much as it was back then when you were growing up. No, no, no. Mm -mm. I remember going to Mississippi when I was old enough to be aware of history Mm -hmm. and what happened there. And I went with my mom and my stepdad, my older sister and my stepdad's children, my step-siblings, and feeling almost... Like, I had an invisibility cloak, or I was Mm. shielded or armored by my family. Mm. I was scared. I was 15, 14 or 15 maybe, old enough to know that this isn't really a safe place 
in our country for anybody of color. Yeah, but I felt like I'm, I'm not going to stray from my family. We did one excursion. We went to a museum of some sort. And I was very clingy. I stuck. I didn't wander. I didn't go anywhere. I'm sure they were unaware of, mm-hmm. of that. But I was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's strange to me that even back then, that was definitely in the 90s, that that was a fear. Mm-hmm. I have not visited the South since. Mm. I cannot, th- which is, I'm grateful. I yeah. can't think of a time where I didn't feel comfortable going somewhere. I, I mean, here's the thing. Whenever anyone asks me what I am, I tell them black and white, and they say, oh, you don't even look. Uh, and they won't finish it, but I know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like... That's crazy. They won't even. They won't say it. No, I, you know, say I know the what word. they're implying, and it's mm-hmm. everyone knows. But it's. I never really. I never. Like I said, I never really ran into it, because um, no one really knows what I am. I guess if mm-hmm. most people see me, they think I'm. They don't think I'm black. Mm-hmm. Is, is basically yeah. it. So it's either Spanish or Italian, like Sicilian Italian. I get that a lot. Um, so I never really felt just unsafe wherever mm-hmm. I went. Really. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I, I realize that, I mean, especially listening to your stories, and I know many people who have had lots of issues and they didn't feel comfortable going many places. And You had a situation where you had to prove that you were black. Yeah. Please, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Because um, most people don't have to prove that they're black. Yeah. Okay? I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> when when did it happen? This was, I mean, gosh. Back, this was probably... 10 years ago, I'd say. Yeah, I would say it was about 10 really? years ago. Yeah, it was it was through work. I had a construction company and we my my ex-wife and I had to prove that she was running the construction company and I was basically I was I worked for the company. So, we went there and when you go there, they interview you. They ask they were asking my ex-wife many questions like, "Okay, what do you basically just pertaining to the company?" At the end, they said you know what, we're just going to give you the certification because if we don't, then he can come back and get it himself because I had to prove um, that I was half black. I had to show my dad's birth certificate. They said basically because you can get the certification for woman-owned business or minority, and Mm -hmm. I'm a minority, so I had to prove that I was half black uh, with my dad's birth certificate. And then they just, I mean, they gave uh, us the certification. There's just, there's just, it's so much, there, there are so many things. It's just, you know, it happened, it was then, it was. It so was, okay, great. but it I wasn't know. then, because that was, that, that was, was in only, like, the, yeah. 10 years ago. the yeah. early 2000s. I mean, oh like, I know. 2012. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, I've never heard anyone but do, then, a thing okay yeah. because i've not had to go through this process i'm like do black people have to prove that they're black by showing a birth certificate of their parents isn't that crazy no no you, don't run you just check I mean, the box right, right. and then they right. look at you yeah. yep yeah that's always and I, i'm sorry to be so blunt about it but i'm like what the that's yeah. insane it's 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 insulting it really is it's uh-huh. insulting you have to prove ethnicity yeah. with your parents yeah birth certificate, birth certificate. Yeah, absolutely <sighs> that's crazy i know i know i've got a question for you chris what do you want to share with the world what is your if you could 
share one message, one bit of advice, one mantra. What what would you want to share with the world? That we're not separate. Nobody is separate. We are all one. Um, if someone tries to tell you otherwise or tries to somehow divide you, um, even, you know, as far as it, it is yourself, like your your mother's this, your father's this, you're, we're not split down the middle. We're not walking around, you know, with half white and half black, even though that's the terminology that's used. I think we're all one. We're all human. You know, we all belong to this world and the world belongs to us. So the constant separation and division, it really just needs to stop. We just need that full acceptance of you're a human being because at the end of the day, if you take the skin color out, if you take the the shape of, you know, certain features, if you take, you know, that the hair texture, underneath we all have the same skeleton. We all have the same skeleton. And that skeleton's the same color. Yep. Mm -hmm. So let go of all the separation. We can do nothing if we're constantly separate. True. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about you? I'd like to piggyback off of that just a little bit. It's, you know, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, just accept everyone. Just, um, it's really just being more kind and patient to each other. Just understand that everybody has a story and it really doesn't matter what color you are at mm -hmm. all everyone has had hard times mm -hmm. and whatever they all have a story that molded everyone to who they are um and it's just being kind being patient being more understanding to everyone mm -hmm. and if you yeah. can meet people with that it's a better place everything's everything's better mm -hmm. it's be kind people just be kind just be a nice <laughs> human just, yeah, right seriously <laughs> absolutely how about you? What do you what do you, what do you think? Anything? If I were if I were to What do you want to leave? What what do I want to leave? What do I want to share? I know it sounds crazy because it's hard, but I find it extremely important and once I've learned how to do this, my whole world has become a lot softer and a lot more beautiful is really learning to love yourself for who you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it, a lot of what the world needs is to start there and accept ourselves all the parts mm -hmm. the good and the bad because we all have them mm -hmm. nobody is perfect mm -hmm. and when you start there then it kind of pours outward and it affects the way you approach life yeah, yeah the way you the way you meet new people and you just you have a sense of inner peace and i know that might sound cliche or cheesy but when it's you true. have when you have that inner peace you don't question the questions anymore no. about no. what makes us different you embrace it more yeah um you you may not yeah you just don't you don't question differences you I mm -hmm. personally want to learn i'm mm -hmm. I've always been Open that way, and I'm sure I would have had the capability to learn more had I loved myself a little bit more mm -hmm. and been been more open and accepting of myself first gotcha. 
but I've always wanted to learn about cultures and mm-hmm. and yeah. history and what what happened where and what we do when we're in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. I find that it's interesting, fascinating. So yeah. ultimately, if I could leave one message to the world, it would be self. You have to start with self love. Self love is important. Self love, self acceptance, and then it will pour out. To everyone else, it's contagious. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know? And be a nice human. Please. Yeah. Just be a nice human. Please. That's it. What is it? Ramdas, love everyone, tell the truth. That's mm-hmm. it. Love everyone, tell the truth. Yeah. I want to spit off with some 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 of our mantras that we like. One of my favorite mantras is what other people think of you is none of your business. Yes. Yes. True. <clears throat> yep. That is hard. Yes. Yeah. That is hard. But honestly, growing up, I think I would have I would have been a lot happier of a teenager had yeah. I not I had you. I not been so concerned. I know that's easier said than done, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Chris, do you have one? I do. I um one of my favorites is it'll be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I do. Thank you. Hmm. What about you, hey? Um, Honestly, one thing that really just stands out to me is uh, this didn't happen to me. This happened for, for me. You. Mm. It's that getting rid of that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you you can use that everywhere. I don't know what life. you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Um, but yeah, that fits everywhere in life. I mean, that basically it's just it, when you think like that, it's you have the you're looking for the good in things. Like mm. you know, your glass is half full most of the time. You know, it's right. Yeah, it's working. It's worth it though. And if you can get into that mindset of this didn't happen. To me, this happened for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson to be learned. Absolutely. In everything. Yeah, I, you, you I'm not gonna lie. I I guess reflecting back on my life. Yeah. That made you into who you are. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna say that this right now. Looking back at my life, and having that lens mm-hmm. of why did this happen for me. And and just really taking into account all of the unique hurdles and struggles I faced mm-hmm. being the result of a, an affair. Yeah. I honestly feel like this happened for me. 100%. To help other people. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt very alone, very isolated my whole life. I didn't have siblings that looked like me. I didn't have anybody I felt comfortable talking to. I had to navigate it all on my own. And you know what? Those challenges, I faced them with a smile. Mm-hmm. They made me really open up. Yeah. Even though it was hard to acknowledge it then. But now I'm like, wow, there is a reason. Mm-hmm. This this is it. Yep. Let's start here. Yep. Let's find. We're not alone. We are not alone. No, we are True. not alone. Mm-hmm. I agree. We let's, shouldn't be. Let's connect. Yep. Now. Yeah. The time is now. The time is now. All right, guys. I think that is it for today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Until next time. Right. We'll still be us. We'll still be mixed. (laughs) We'll still still be mixed. The mixed movement. (laughs) Forever. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to be here for you, and we can't do what we're doing without your support. Please hit subscribe, and to stay up to date, head on over to mixmovement.com. That's M-I-X-D-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com to stay up to date with news and more. We are The Mixed Movement. See you next time.